0: Well, hi everybody, hi FCB, hi ACB, and hi everyone to who is listening in ACB radio land. And we would like to thank the people that are helping us today. Rick is our wonderful streamer. And Nat, I believe you're hosting. I'm not sure, I think you are. Um, I am the convention committee chair and this afternoon, our speaker is Ms. Maria Sabetra. Mm-hmm. She is in Orlando and she works at uh, the Lighthouse there. And she's going to talk with us about coping with vision loss. But before we do that, if anyone wants bottled water, there is a refrigerator in the back of the room with nice, cool water. And when Maria is done speaking, we have a door prize. And I will tell you who the door prize winner is. So Maria, take it away, please.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Um, My name is Maria Fernanda Saavedra. I am originally from Bogota, Colombia. And yes, I work here in Orlando at the Lighthouse Center of Florida. I'm a life coach, I'm a social worker, I'm a dancer, I'm an author, and I am trying to be a happy person. So thank you for being here today. also, part of my presentation or my little introduction to you is: I am the president of the Hispanic Council of the Blind, which is a new organization we're trying to launch. Uh, you know, so the Hispanic community also can have this amazing opportunity, as you guys have here, to you know come up with all these um, activities and events and conventions and just create this awareness of the amazing blind and visually impaired community that we have here so well i'm going to talk about adjustment a little bit of uh, you know uh, the process of how we can manage um, that process uh, to become successful um, and part of that is having good self-esteem my objectives for today is for you to take something away from here from this presentation I am going to mix a little bit of what's happening currently with the COVID, with the pandemic, and also how it can be related to, you know, side conditions or any kind of life circumstances, diagnosis. Let's talk about the first thing uh, that we kind of, kind of gave give us the the clue that we have to adjust is because we have a crisis, because we have a diagnosis. Call it life changes. We can talk about maybe. You know, retirement is a, is a big adjustment in life. Um, vision lost, and um, now with this pandemic, uh, is also a crisis, and this is a global crisis. So, the adjustment process requires to for for people to be aware that something is happening. Um, so, how we can, as individuals, you know, um, can come up with tools. Um, to 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 overpass the situations to overpass or to cope with with light demands so tools can be counseling um, can be theories can be you know strategies of you know how to cope with the situations um, you know people use the green process for many things and et cetera so then we go to you know like going from up to bad and like we're going to self-esteem sorry to management So management is actually how we can put all this, um, you know, together, like our abilities or skills or resiliency, every single tool that we have to just manage those adjustments in life. And at this point, in in the management aspect, we kind of think, what is the life purpose for us? You know, do we have goals? Do we have, what what is this process going through Um, or what is going to take us? So... And then we have, we build up self-esteem. And part of the self-esteem is to understand that despite of any circumstances, we still are the same human being. You know, we have value, we worth, we have a lot of skills, we have potential. So because sometimes people tend to lose that aspect just at the beginning of the process. So self-esteem means um, that we have a purpose first, uh, that we become resilient and that we use empowerment just to be um, able to cope with this um, kind of situations. Okay, um, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about what is adjustment. So anybody here can tell me just one short sentence of what is adjustment. I don't wanna point fingers but I have an amazing coworker here. So he will be happy to say something, right? Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's our ability to cope with life demands, you know, to adapt, to accept, to assimilate. So it's ability to adjust to situations. is a way of resiliency. It's a set of strategies. Okay. So, and we have the individual versus the environment and the interaction between the two of them. So the first the first kind of part is to be cognizant and, and and be careful. It doesn't mean that everybody is on the same level i can be I can be cognizant of you know I have a problem right now I face a diagnosis or I have a life change that is really you know getting me hard time but being cognizant doesn't mean that i'm really really aware. People can kind of understand they have a situation but they they might be in denial so it doesn't necessarily mean that but then we is the part of that we recognize that something is happening something is going on then we need the motivation in between just to kind of like set goals say okay this is something that is happening to me but I need to face it I need to to set up some goals so from here to there I'm gonna start building up skills because I have lost my sight and I I you know, i was in the construction area so i need to you know reinvent myself so motivation is really important to get results and then results to be successful so there are many people who wants to jump from the kind of like recognition aspect to the results so in between there's a lot of frustration there there is a lot of back and forth and and again i wanted you to picture this situation with like any anything like can be sight loss, can be any situation, even um, the pandemic or the current pandemic situation. Um, okay, oops, my, my system is off. Okay. It's just because um, technology is not my part. It's not, it's not my strength. Okay. Uh, and you can notice through this presentation, so please, excuse me, <laughs> forgive me. Okay aspect that um that impacts self-esteem and imagine this situation pandemic versus site lows or whatever you know like mobility you know we're not able to move around like freely and independently anymore autonomy how many people work with clients like in my case that the first thing that they tend to lose is their autonomy because people like family members, neighbors, relatives, husbands, wives, start making decisions, you know, on behalf of them, not even asking them, hey, are you agree with this? What do you think about that? So it's like, a, you know, with the vision lost or any kind of situation, you kind of lose the, the autonomy, you know, the possibility to say, no, I don't want this or because you're in the middle of a crisis basically okay um we have uh, you know social integration independence um relationships you know even with ourselves but that's something that is impacted by any life change and therefore it impacts our self-esteem okay so beliefs um you know the the values the faith the spirituality how many people facing hardship said oh god you have for you know you have forgotten about me so it tends to happen and in a larger scale it impacts all our system it's not just us but our family system support systems like or you know or church or community and at the end of the day it impacts our or you know ability to think okay i am very efficient or self-efficacy gets really impacted um okay now what is self-esteem anyone Great, yes. It's the ability that an individual has to recognize her, his or her own value. Um, and why is important? Because it impacts your everything, your mental health, your relationships with yourself and others, how you behave, um, your decisions and your um, you know, relationships, your success, your entire life. So that, that's, that is what is, um, you know, self-esteem is important. Okay. So I want to talk about a little bit of the types of self-esteem. You can find this everywhere, but I just want to uh, make sure that I kind of, you know, highlight some of those. The first one is the high and stable. Basically these people are, you know, the, the ones who are healthier and, you know, in, in their mental capacity and all of that. Uh, because they know they have high self-esteem. So they have good relationships with themselves. Um, They have self-respect, self-care, the self-concept. So they exercise all the selves, okay, self-worth. So they have high um, internal locus of control, meaning that nobody else is going to say or to tell them that they are beautiful, that they're worth nothing like that. And, and they tend to be accountable for, for stuff. It doesn't mean that they, they don't face hardship. People who, who has high self-esteem, they also face, you know, everybody face hardship. But what happens is the way that they take the situation. So they're more like stable in that sense. Then we have the high and unstable. So if everything is okay, they are fine. But if they face hardship, they tend to lose it. They tend to think (coughs) to, um, you know, to believe that there's no tool, there's no knowledge. They tend to have a little bit of depression and they need a lot of validation. Like when you talk to someone like that and you say, oh my God, you are beautiful. Am I, you see? And then the person start thinking, oh, I'm beautiful, but they need really a lot of validation. Um, So then we have the low, the low, um, the low stable, which is basically the opposite of the high stable. <coughs> Sorry. Um, okay. So these people la- have lack of self-care, self-love, self-worth. They have just some sort of moments When they have high self-esteem and it's basically and it all depends on the circumstances your circumstances um so you know they, they they don't recognize that they have strengths and they have external locus of control meaning that everything is attributed to external factors for example um my teacher hates me or my boss doesn't like me. That's why I'm not doing well. Sometimes it can be happening in the, in the reality, but yes. Um, so they are in, a, you know, in defensive attitude all the time. The tone is, um, and they, they tend to not to be accountable for, for stuff. So they, these people tend to have a lot of situations like, um, you know, anxiety, depression, mental, serious mental issues. And isolation and dependency that's why you see people that they when they feel bad, when they feel worthless, they go and i don't know uh, you know uh, maybe they're like to you know consume like con- alcohol consumption or something like that. and then we have the inflated, and this is the part of the presentation that people start thinking, huh, who am my my you know my internal uh, social relationships is like this?" So inflated is the kind of people who have high self-esteem and beyond that. So the ego is actually bigger than this room. It is. It is. So, yeah, you already are thinking about that person. (laughs) Hopefully it's not you. It's not, you know. I'm just like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Okay. They believe they are better. And tell me if you don't know anyone that reacts like that. They're Egocentric, egocentric, Um, they don't have that accountability. They tend to blame on other people for what they do, okay? They're very, like, these people, unfortunately, don't learn, don't have the capacity to learn much because they they already know everything. So there's nothing that they don't know. Oh, um, they know everybody. They, They have, you know, the capacity of, you know, overwhelm, you know, people around themselves. Okay, why is self-esteem important in regards to disability or different abilities or diverse abilities, the the, the way that you want to call it? Well, because it it promotes dignity and self-respect. Self-pride, so people understand that, okay, I am legally blind, I have a visual condition, but it doesn't define who I am is not the part of, the, of, you know, of my life that say, hey, Maria is talented because she's blind. No, Maria is talented because Maria is an amazing human being, and that's true. So, uh, so that helps building up self-esteem, especially in kids, and self-image. When you have a kid and the kid is born with any kind of condition. it all depends on the parents, how they help these kids to create all these you know self esteem and understand that they they they're they amazing human beings um, because this is a way of being resilient like if you have self esteem and, and you have a disability, you're resilient um, when all this pandemic started uh, like a year ago, a little bit more than like a year ago, and everybody was talking about. Reinvention. And I was like, wait a minute, if I know someone who is able to reinvent themselves, is people who have diverse abilities all the time. Come on, world! you are discovering something that we already have it with us because we all the time are reinventing ourselves. So that's important. So I took this phrase, don't ask me from whom, but either I will find a way or I make one. That's a person who does it, who has challenges, but also know how to defeat those challenges. Okay? So so I'm going to talk about the characteristics of a resilient person, type of person. They know they're facing hardship, but they know that they have the capability, you know, to think about, okay, what do I need to do to overcome this? So nobody does decisions for themselves. Um, sense of humor yes why not you know Uh, they have high self-esteem absolutely they are empathetic because they have faced hardship they already know how to wear other people's shoes so empathy is part of that they have a sense of purpose you know there's some people who face hardship and they say okay this is the end of the world you know I don't know what's going on after this but this is the end. No, these people have a sense of purpose and they think about the future. They are very creative, you know? You can see moms, you know, daddies or whoever is facing hardship trying to, to bring food to the table and you have no idea, you know, what they have to do to bring it to their kids. So they're very creative. And it's just one, one example of thousands that I can give you now. They're very effective people. You know, if, if you find somebody who is very resilient, they really, you know, they, they express affection without any regards, um, and they are, are, are twisted. So this is important, you know, for a, res, a resilient people to un, understand that these characteristics are really amazing. Um, and sometimes we are like that, but we don't know. We just exercise our lives every day, uh, you know, and, and we are resilient. Um, important factors of the development of self-esteem education and the environment is really powerful you know what what the environment has for me and how i can you know create my life based on that and still build up a you know good relationship with myself which is the first thing that tells you that you have high self-esteem um um so the beliefs, the set of beliefs, you have uh values, um, experiences and judgments. So you 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 know how we learned um to validate our strengths. Oh, you are very smart. So you know you're smart, but also to embrace your shortcomings because that's important. That those come with us. So it's part of the package. So that's 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 those are really important concepts of you know self-esteem okay so you're very quiet today okay i like to you know when i do my presentations i love maslow maslow uh, hierarchy of of you know of needs because this is a way of you know like a theory for motivation so he uses like the leader you know the step by step um supposedly we are you know we have to go from Use, you know, cover all our basic needs to the self-actualization or be self-actualized. So physiological is, may, is ID driving, you know, the, the, sorry, it's it, driving, like they eat, the ego and superego is the eat It's all our human survival needs, food, shelter, uh, you know, um, uh, sorry, um, water. So all that we need just to survive. Just the basic, you cannot go through the next level if you don't have all that cover. Like you see these kids when they go to school and, and they don't have good grades. Then we go to the safety needs, is actually the health, the security. The first one is to have a shelter, just to have a roof, even though that doesn't belong to us. But in this step, we need to have a roof that is our. So it's a sense of security um to well-being protection from violence from fear from um you know being stable financially then we we go to the third one and is the love and belonging that's really important because this one is when actually you can see people isolated they don't have a relationship with family members they don't have friends Um, they don't have intimacy they don't have relationships with somebody else you know but this is when you have either your church is a great source of you know feeling that you belong everybody needs to belong and to feel that they belong um, and recognition is part of that okay so that would be the the, uh, the third step the fourth is esteem needs actually here you are already helped you know you have esteem self-esteem so you self-respect yourself you have self pride you recognize that you have successes and that you are going towards self-actualization. So, you know, self-sufficiency. And then we have self-actualization, which is basically that you have fulfilled all your purposes in life. Probably not. It's just a way to see it, but probably not. Probably you need more than that. But at this point, while in the, in the esteem needs is based on ego, this one is a little bit of super ego, meaning that you are able to think about other people, you already have a job, you have a career, you have everything that you need and that you want. So now you are ready to give to other people as well. So, um, this is um, this is important, um, and that's why I actually point out to the Maslow hierarchy of theory. Okay, I'm gonna give you a little bit of tips for self-esteem, but if you wanna, you know, contribute with some. We, you know, especially people in Zoom, we will, will be happy to take notes. I don't know you, but, okay. So, tips, you know, to build up self-esteem. One is develop a habit, you know, that promotes positive recognition. Everybody in the world needs some sort of recognition. Okay, on the, you know, be on the news be recognized with this certification this diploma, this and this and this and that but what happens is that when you don't recognize your own potential and yourself you're just expecting somebody else to do that and that impacts self-esteem because sometimes there's just expectations so recognize yourself be positive and give you some times um to do that okay the only person that you have to take care of first is yourself. Nobody else. Once you cover yourself, you can help anybody else. I have seen a lot of people trying to help others, and you see them—they don't really have, you know, basic needs, you know, but they have a good heart, but they don't have a heart enough, bigger enough to put themselves at first. It's not selfishness. It's just that if we're not in this state, if we don't have this step cover, then we're not going to be able to really help somebody else. Remind yourself of the journey. It's super easy to blame, to punish yourself for all the mistakes that you do or that you have. This morning, I did something very powerful. What was that? Waking up, waking up, have a roof, have food, have a family, you know, have a pet, but that's a, a, a big success. And people tend to think that no. People just punish and punish and punish themselves. So that's one of the things. And again, this is this is all. Okay. Um, don't settle in your mistakes, which is very common. It's thinking, I didn't do that. or I forgot to do that. And it's, you know, on and on and on and on. That really impacts self-esteem because you're actually Judging your mornings, your days, just based on those things that you forgot to do, that you didn't do well, that you, whatever. So don't do it. Um, Value your free time. I don't know if here in this room we have workaholics. Hopefully not. (laughs) But we need time. We need quality time for ourselves. It doesn't matter if this is just to go and sleep the whole day through, but we need that time. When we don't have that time, we get frustrated. We get attached to things that we don't really need. So we have to put that boundary between that time of our lives that we have to be productive and proactive to the ones that we have to be uh, you know, caring for ourselves. Okay, and set realistic goals. I wanna go to NASA and I wanna do this and that, but I don't know if I have the tools, if I have the knowledge, if I have everything. So realistic goals is really important. Appreciate yourself you know, and during the hardship. And again, when we are facing hardship, we really need to embrace that we are doing great, you know, because we are still alive and we still doing stuff to just overcome that situation. Don't punish yourselves. Don't sabotage or self-sabotage, okay? And now this, um, and again, I want you to please think about anything in life, not just vision loss. I mean vision loss is really hard everything that happens to us is really hard but this this workshop is 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 for everything like you know because self-esteem everybody needs self-esteem to have good self-esteem so think about one year from today a year ago from today we were already at home right because we were in the middle of this thing that we didn't know i don't know if you any of you have faced uh, another pandemic or another situation, but I I, I didn't. So it was really a strange. So it became, you know, like times of uncertainty. So we start expressing like feelings, feelings of you know, anger and shame and doubt and all of those things that were not really healthy. We were in the middle of a, that transition, that adjustment. I think we still are. But right now, thanks God, we have the vaccine. Whoever believes on that or wanna do it, at least it's something. We started forming new habits. We start, you know, unlearning and relearning and unlearning and learning again and unlearning, and have a lot of frustration. We start adapting new attitudes, um, you know. And I'm gonna give you one example. Now is really, you know, an adjustment, but. When I was working at the office and the next day I have to start working at home and the next day working at home and on and on and on and on, guess what? I lost my sense of priorities, my sense of timing. Why? Because I was in my house. To me, or for me, it wasn't like really important to to take my breaks. Sometimes it was past by and I was still doing it there. Okay, why? Because I just jumped from the bed to the desk, back and forth, and I think, and many people in many situations, this this happened. So we start living our lives like either in a you know kind of way or in a rush, because everybody wanted also to learn many things at the same time. Oh, the world is going to be ending, so we have to learn and learn and learn and do and this and this. How many of you right now feel really overwhelmed by Zoom? <laughs> many workshops in one day is a really amazing tool but we also have discovered that these tools and that this pandemic have bring you know have brought us a lot of um you know more ways to do things okay so and when i'm telling you this actually the main point of my of my workshop today you know is adjustment and how we can manage emotions so who here can tell me what is emotional intelligence What is emotional intelligence? Okay, it's the ability to recognize, manage our emotions. Um, you know, if we are able to do that, we're going to be able to have good relationships. We're going to be successful in life. And again it doesn't necessarily need to do with uh you know has to do with with vision loss, but with everything in our lives it's a you know we if we know how to express our emotions in a more proactive way we're gonna be more happier okay um so and how that starts like i'm gonna give you examples like uh, people who drive they tend to lose you know the the control of their emotions. Why? Because they are, you know, in or, uh, you know, um, tailgating. I don't drive, but I just, this is just one example, because this is in a daily basis happens to everybody. Everybody here like drives and can relate to what I'm saying. Like when you get mad at the other driver because he did a bad movement, blah, blah, blah. So our emotions are really there or we have a, that weird relationship with our neighbors because the neighbor is saying something that I don't like. So everything is start by a trigger. And then that trigger comes to our brain and our brains, you know, goes to, okay, we start like mentally thinking, oh, why she's doing that? Oh, wow, she did wrong, whatever. And we start, you know, developing that emotion, um, you know, behaving, the emotion comes and then we start adopting bad attitudes. That's actually how Uh, the emotions start like like working um so how we manage emotions the first thing is to get to know them some people many people including myself sometimes I'm like I don't know I feel weird but I have no clue what's going on with me I don't know what emotion is governing me at that moment we're not going to be able to make it disappear we have to manage them so we have to create awareness of you know where they, you know, what they do exist in our lives. Um, We have to start managing them. So be able to have, uh, you know, to manage the emotions is gonna lead us to have good relationships, not only with with ourselves, but with everybody. Uh, And to be close to our, you know, relatives, family, neighbors, um, and, you know, people who, we tend to have bad relationships. And it also takes me to think about the values. If we know our values, we are gonna most likely understand why the other person is reacting the way that they're doing. So, okay, Um, and I'm gonna give you one example. We have two sides, the negative side, the positive side. And we want to diminish in some way the negative side. So in order for us to do that, we have to recognize what emotion is actually governing us and keeping us to be on the negative side when we do that we have it you know we have, we're successful because you're gonna okay maybe is my anger I need to control my anger yes. so I know already that's taking me on one side it's not that I'm gonna be making it disappear my negative side but at least I'm gonna keep the balance between the two sides um, so steps to manage your emotions is self-awareness basically. Uh, is just recognize them, recognize you, you know, know your, your, your you know your, your self worth, have self esteem, um, relationship management is actually you know um, if I behave in such a way, how this behavior impacts other people, and vice versa, you know how the other people behavior is affecting me. So social awareness is basically like pick up what's in the room, like what's what's the mood? If I know that I go in the dining room and and there's like a weird mood over there, and if I get involved in that, then I'm going to start like, you know, having a a struggle managing my emotions because I'm not able to just say, okay, stop here. I'm going to go out and take a a break from these people and I'm going to come back when they're fine. Um, Okay, so... Okay, so benefits versus uh, problems. If I had good relationships, I don't know if you have heard, you know, oh that girl always have the same taste for the same guys, always the meanest guys, you know, the people who are doing wrong in life. But what is that? Having good self esteem allows us to think about what people are surrounding us, you know? The opposite of that is I always gonna step with the same stone. So always are gonna be having bad choices. Same thing with health. If I am healthy and and I'm aware of of that situation, okay, I have to eat well, I have to sleep well, I have to, you know, care for myself. I'm gonna start building up, you know, good self-esteem. The opposite would be, you know, careless. Just I don't, I don't, I don't think it's important to eat my three meals or to go to the bathroom when my system is telling me. So it's, 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 it helps, like you know, like build up like um, self-esteem. Okay, uh, this is the time for working. Now I have my personal time. People do not do that. People tend to, you know, put or pay more attention. To my work or my situation there, and then they get, they become frustrated, they don't have time for anything, and then the emotions are not really um, managed at that point. So they don't have balance. My equipment is again off. Um, So, and how do I start? Who I am at this moment. Do I want to become a different person? Do I want to improve? Do I want to, you know, what's my goal? If I know who I am right now, and I'm aware that I have to change, maybe I have a little bit of that temperament, I have to change that, and I want to become like more patient or more, you know, happiest or whatever it is, that start by just, you know, being aware of who you are. Um, and that requires a transition between the, who I am and the, who I want to become. Visualization is the mom, you know the mental mapping that okay I want to be that person in one year. I want to be a person who you know can tolerate more, who can have better relationships with myself with other people. Um, so it's just visualizing that that um, situation and set goals like you know okay, my goal for, for um, becoming a better person is maybe start surrounding myself by, you know, better people. Because sometimes, for, you know, you want to become a, a better person, but you're still surrounded by, you know, toxic people or people who doesn't uh, alienate with you and that they are in a different, you know, space or whatever. So that's one of the things that I think that we have to start. Um, and have aspirations of life. Many people don't know what's the purpose that they have in life. If you don't know your purpose, you have to start by thinking about that. What is your purpose? My purpose is helping others, how I'm gonna be doing that. Ah, okay, I'm gonna start working at an agency that I can do that. I wanna be a great counselor, I wanna be a great coach. So how how I'm gonna really, I'm going to start with that. Okay, and I have some tips for you before completing this presentation, but I don't know if at this point, do you have any questions? And not everybody, and please say something because I am legally blind, so I'm not gonna be able to see your hands. Sure. Oh, you're gonna, okay. You're gonna be back and forth. Amazing.
0: Um, I find that the people in your life that you're involved with, they have to adjust with you because they too have to understand the changes that you're going through. And a lot of times, especially if you're blind and they have to do this for you and that for you, they start getting angry and start feeling used. So how, how do you go about and emotionally deal with that?
1: Thank you. This is a great question, and this is something that is, you know, most common than you think. It's people saying, but in my house, nobody understands. I have people who say, in my house, they don't believe that I'm becoming, that I'm, you know, being blind, I'm going blind. So the frustration is really an internal work, because what happens is that um, people are not going to be able to notice that, you have such situation if you don't let them know. The first step step is to let them know. But most of the time, especially in this um, community of blindness, it's really hard and it can take time. And actually you can separate from your relatives just because of that. You know, I have seen a lot of people, you know, getting divorced because they never tolerate. But to me, the first thing that you have to think is about yourself, about what or how, you know, because sometimes we're thinking about, okay, how can I make them feel happy? And we are struggling with that. We just want to make them, you know, feel happy and accept me. So, but the first thing that we have to do actually is work in our own. People will notice it. People will see. It's really hard it's, really, it's not an easy task. It's a daily basis task. It's a minute by minute. So if you're not tolerating me, I'm gonna to start tolerating you. And you have to discover what are your values before starting all this process. Because if you don't know what your values are, you're not gonna be able to understand why they behave the way that they're doing. And I'm gonna give you one example. Um, I have a friend She's 78 year old, okay? She found out about my legally blindness probably three years after we met each other. And that was because um, I didn't really think that it was necessary to let her know. But one day she put me on a task that I needed to use my vision, okay? I couldn't, so I have to, hey, I'm sorry, my dear, but I'm not gonna be able to help you with this because I am legally blind. The first reaction was she started crying. And since then, we have a couple of years in this relationship that we were fighting and arguing all the time. Why? Because I wanted to, you know, when we were doing events together, she wanted to take me home. but she was super mad because my husband never came to bring me home. And I'm a very independent person. I came to this country on my own you know? And and I'm very independent. I learned how to be independent in my house and not in my house, in my country. So, but when I understood that one of my values was independence, that day something clicked on me. Oh, so maybe one of her values are care. And guess what? Everything changed. Why? Because started by me, I started like understanding why she behaved that for me she was pushy and she was like oh my god i don't want to talk to her you know but when i understood that i started becoming more like you know in in peace like more more in harmony with whatever she is because i start understanding them so when we have these situations at home we have to demonstrate ourselves first that we are capable capable of dealing with our new situation then people will notice, oh, okay. And people will learn. I'm assure you that most of the time, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna think about your family and say, okay, I love them, but guess what? I don't need them as the way that I thought I needed before. Right? Because I'm working on my own, I'm doing my thing. And now they're gonna start changing around you because they see that you have potential. Sometimes it's just that we don't know how to do it. And we start by, managing our own emotions and defeating the day-by-day situations just with wisdom and with you know clarity and managing management is important thank you okay so tips and um with this i just want to say thank you uh, for having me here i um really enjoyed working with people um, i work with with seniors mainly and i work with people who had multiple disabilities. And in Colombia, I worked with any kind of disability, you name it, I did work with them. So um, how we start managing our emotions? Connect, connect and connect. That's one of the things. You know, sometimes we, we become the lonely, the lonely person, you know, on the corner. But if we start connecting with, I don't know, maybe the neighbor, Maybe if that's not easy in our house, so we have to start, you know, creating relationship with somebody else, and that change. Um, don't live your life in a rush. And I put the example of the pandemic when people started like taking ten workshops in a day because the, you know the world is going to come to the end. No, just be happy. Try to do your best, but don't live in such a rush. Um, Create positive expectation. And this is just, when you, when, you, when you wake up in the morning, what messages are you telling yourself, right? It's powerful. When you wake up in the morning and instead of like, oh, maybe I step on something, and instead of like, oh God, I'm, I'm an idiot or whatever, just think positive. That creates dopamine and dopamine makes you happy. And everything change around yourself. So just rest intentionally. I learned this from when I'm a coach. Yes, it's true. Sometimes I just go home and I just want to rest. And before I thought, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing that. Why not? I deserve it. So resting intentionally is really positive. Adopt a new attitude. Hmm, Maybe I don't like that neighbor, but I'm going to start... If I start a smiling at that neighbor, my attitude and his attitude is going to change and it's going to click and something is going to you know, be different. Sing, dance, write, be creative. Okay, you cannot do some stuff that you used to do before. Be creative. All human beings, without exception, are creative creatures. We are creative. You just, We just have that maybe you know, uh, forgotten or, you know, I don't know, but be creative, reflect always in the morning, in the afternoon, whenever you want it, just reflect on what's going on in your life. Um, because if we, we just stuck on that part, we're not gonna be going anywhere. Um, stay, you know, start with simple things. Sometimes we, we, we assume that we can do everything and we set up like gigantic goals, realistic goals, are important when you put something that you can do, okay? But if you are you wanna, oh, I wanna, I wanna lose weight, so I'm gonna start walking three miles tomorrow, but guess what? I haven't been walking in, in like years. So obviously the first day I'm gonna be motivated and I'm gonna do it, but the next day, I probably not because I'm so tired and, I, and, I, and that's not a realistic goal. Um, <clears throat> leave the excuses, don't self-sabotage. Sell So we always come up with, I will do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to be able to do that. So I need something else. No, leave the excuses and pay attention to what are you doing and what you can control so you can do it. But if you're going to be, you know, concentrating more in those things that we cannot control, like pandemic. I remember back in time when people, like a year ago, probably back in May and June, when people say, oh, don't go out. Not even to your front yard, your backyard, guess what? The virus is everywhere, and I was so afraid, but can I control that? No, so what I can do? just try okay i'm gonna go to the backyard and front yard to see what happens. you know I'm still here, thanks God, <laughs> so because I did it so and be proactive, whatever you want to do, just be proactive or oh, you're gonna you're gonna you know uh, you know the uh, You want to give to the community. Just be proactive. Just take the first step. And something that is really powerful, be thankful. Be thankful for everything. Every morning, just be thankful and have gratitude. And you will see everything is going to change. Our emotions are a treasure that we have to care a lot. And again, do little exercises, and you will see everything is going to change around you, Okay. so i don't know if you have any other questions my name is maria fernanda Saavedra. um i don't know i didn't bring any cards but if somebody wants to have my contact information please feel free to do that i am super happy to be here and especially because we are just defeating this pandemic we are here gathering together in a room so that's amazing because we are going to you know um towards a lot of great stuff so thank you so much for allowing me to be here and thank you so much for you be here and spend time with me
0: thank you Maria that was a lovely presentation thank you